Welcome to Talks at Stellenbosch Uni, Stellenbosch University's podcast where we talk about current topics and innovative research done at the university. Here's your host, Roseanne Engel. Today we are joined by Dr. Karen Dupries, who is a clinical researcher at the Desmond Tutu TB Center, which is part of the Department of Pediatrics and Child Health at Stellenbosch University. Dr. Dupries is a clinician and epidemiologist who is passionate about improving the health of children. Her doctoral research focused on measuring and improving tuberculosis care to children. Dr. Dupries, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rizan. Today we commemorate World TB Day. Why do you think it's important to bring awareness to this disease? So, despite TB being treatable and preventable, it remains one of the most devastating infectious diseases worldwide, affecting roughly about 10 million people every year and killing close to 4,000 people every day. So, children contribute substantially to this global TB epidemic and with more than 1 million children developing TB every year. Um, However, less than half of all these children with TB are diagnosed and reported by TB programs globally, leaving us with a a gap, a case detection gap of around 50% in 2019. That means that more than half of the estimated 1.2 million children who developed TB in 2019 were either undiagnosed or they were diagnosed but not reported and treated within their TB program. And why do you think it's it's so important that research that there is research that focuses on improving tuberculosis care to children specifically? So for TB programs to really respond effectively to the TB epidemic in children, they require good monitoring and evaluation tools and strategies. And currently, there are only three relevant indicators um, that help us to measure TB care to children. Um, and in, ad- in addition, unreliable and incomplete surveillance data for children has been noted as really a key challenge in our efforts to end the global epidemic, um, TB epidemic in children. So the TB care cascade um, is sort of a stepwise approach. So it depicts all the steps that are needed for a TB patient to reach treatment success or for any, any patient with TB or person with TB to reach treatment success. And South Africa was one of the first countries to use this as a monitoring and evaluation framework. Um, And through this research, they found that only 53% of all patients with TB in South Africa successfully completed treatment in 2013. Um, This this research was done by colleagues um, from Stellenbosch. And um, this cascade approach provided actionable data to the TB program and resulted in a national case finding campaign called Finding the Missing TB Cases in South Africa. Um, And we wanted to see through my research if this could really be applied successfully, uh, this approach to a subpopulation such as children, um, and if it could help us then to really improve the tools we have for monitoring and evaluation of of childhood TB. So, So my PhD research aim was really to use different sources of surveillance data at different levels of the healthcare system to start constructing a TB care cascade for children in South Africa. And how would you describe a tuberculosis care cascade for children? So these would be all the steps that are needed for a child who have TB to be treated successfully without any remaining morbidity. And that is sort of residual health problems. 
So a care cascade framework depicts all the sequential steps that's needed to reach the target outcome. And it has been used successfully in the HIV program and also previously now, as I said, in, the, in our TV program. And um, it, it really quantifies the number of patients that successfully complete each step or pillar of the cascade. So um, it really is a visual way to depict how patients move through the cascade of care. And it can help us to identify specific gaps or areas where patients are lost. Um, having this data really provides us with the opportunity to intervene and support patients to remain in care, to access and remain in care. So ideally, we would want all children who have TB to present to health services, receive um, a diagnosis, to start on treatment um, and be reported at that point usually to the TB program so that we can count them and we know about them, and to successfully complete TB treatment and survive without any remaining residual um, health problems directly related to their TB. And we know, however, that at each step in the, cas step in the cascade, some patients um, are lost. Children are also at, at high risk of developing severe and disseminated forms of tuberculosis, such as TB meningitis or miliary TB. And it's really important that we know how many children are affected by these devastating forms of TB. Um, because the majority of children who develop pulmonary or TB or TB of the lungs, um, they actually don't develop as severe TB as adults, and they actually do extremely well when they are treated. So if they are diagnosed and treated, they do really well. But for these really serious forms of TB, um, they, these children have lifelong consequences often, and it's really important that we, we know and understand how many children are affected by those different forms of TB. Um, children are also different to adults in terms of where they are diagnosed. So they are, op are um, often referred for investigation and diagnosis to hospitals. And um, we therefore need to take this into account when we measure TBK to children specifically. So we can't only focus our surveillance at community level of care. We really need to also see what is happening at hospital level. Could you describe how exactly you conducted your PhD research? Um, yes, yeah, sure. So firstly, I quantified the overall pediatric TB reporting gap in South Africa. Um, so that is similar to the case detection gap I mentioned earlier. This is the, it's, it's, um, the difference between the estimated number of child TB cases in South Africa, so children with TB, and this is um, produced every year through mathematical modeling studies done by the World Health Organization. And that is pillar one of the care cascade. And then, um, how the, um, and then the actual number of treated and reported um, pediatric TB cases. So children, children with TB who, are who have been diagnosed, started treatment and were reported TB, um, to the TB program. And that is pillar four of the care cascade. Um, I then looked in more depth at pillar four, which is those that were um, reported and treated. And within that pillar, we compared trends in child and adolescent TB case notifications over a 13-year period in South Africa. And I looked at trends in different age groups, so four, five-year age bands, um, zero to four, five to nine, 10 to 14, and 15 to 19 years of age. And um, we also looked at it by HIV status and in the context of all the changes in the public health response to HIV in South Africa. 
So as I explained earlier, children are often diagnosed with TB at hospital level. And for us to better understand the third pillar or diagnosed with TB, um, I investigated the total number of cases and the type of TB disease, so the burden and the spectrum of children managed with TB at a tertiary and a district level hospital in Cape Town. We then, um, in, in, um, in these children, we also looked at the hospital reporting gap. And that is the difference between children um, who are diagnosed at hospital level, but not reported to start treatment at their primary healthcare facility once they are discharged from the hospital. And then um, I think what makes me the most excited is that lastly, we implemented and evaluated the impact of a, a linkage to care intervention at, um, at one of the tertiary hospitals in Cape Town. And the aims of this intervention um, were to support continuation of TB care um, between the hospital and the community facilities, primary healthcare facilities, and to reduce the hospital reporting gap. And within this intervention, children and their parents and caregivers received structured TB education and TB referral support at hospital discharge. And um, we, were, we then followed them up telephonically um, on a weekly basis to confirm attendance at the primary healthcare facility. What were some of your other interesting findings during your PhD research? Yeah, so this body of research, as I explained now, had a couple of different studies that we that all contributed to it. So um, what we found that was that in 2018, only 65% of the estimated 27,000 children with TB in South Africa um, were reported to the, T to the TB program. So nearly 10,000 children were lost between pillar one and pillar four of the care cascade. So they were either undiagnosed or diagnosed, but not started treatment, started on treatment or started on treatment, but not reported to the TB program. Um, then when we looked at, at all the, the surveillance data of those that were treated and reported, between 2004 and 2016, nearly 720,000 children and adolescents um, have been treated and notified with drug-susceptible TB in South Africa. And um, the majority of them actually had really good outcomes. So um, since 2009, we've seen a decrease in the TB epidemic in South Africa, in adults and in children. Um, but what we've also seen from this part of the study specifically was a considerable burden of TB in young children. So 300, nearly 350,000 children, or almost half of all the children were younger than five years of age. And we also identified young um, children living with HIV and adolescents as particularly vulnerable groups to addressing TB control efforts in South Africa. So the next um, study where we looked at the hospital diagnosis and, and had additional surveillance at, at hospital level, we found that a substantial number of young children are diagnosed with TB at public hospitals in South Africa. In, um, in my two studies, we had nearly 400 children in one year at a large tertiary hospital and nearly 100 in a seven month period at a district level hospital. Um, at the tertiary hospital, many children had HIV um, co-infection and 20%, so almost one in five, had severe or disseminated forms of TB, such as TB meningitis or miliary TB. Um, 
We've also looked at prevention. And if we look at this, remember I said earlier, the spectrum of TB disease in hospitalized children. And um, we we saw that there was an increase in children with TB meningitis. Um, and when we investigated it, um, the global shortages of the BCG vaccine led to local vaccine shortages that started in 2015. So BCG is a vaccine that is given to babies at birth and protects them from severe forms of TB, such as TB meningitis. And we found an increased risk for hospitalization for TB meningitis in children born during the shortage period. Just again, highlighting the importance of um, having surveillance in place of these severe forms of TB in children at, at hospital level and the value that it can have. And then lastly, the hospital reporting gap. So um, that is that that gap between children that's lost between hospital and the community health centers. So we showed um, that a relatively simple hospital-based intervention supporting these referrals um, resulted in nearly all of the children, so 98% of children were successfully referred and accessed care at the primary health care facility. And we managed to reduce the gap in terms of our surveillance data from um, a single large tertiary hospital in Cape Town from 38% to 16%. So how would you describe the significance of your research and, and do you have any specific recommendations to improve TB care for children going forward? Um, yes, so I think overall uh, my research has shown that it is possible to use a TB care cascade framework for monitoring and evaluation of pediatric TB. It allowed us to identify specific gaps and also measure the impact of an intervention to address some of these gaps. To improve surveillance data for children with TB is really important. And um, we need data from hospitals to be included. So in some of our provinces in South Africa, hospitals, hospital data do not feed into the routine TB surveillance systems. And, and that is really an easy way that, that we can address that problem. Um, and it's also really helpful, we've shown the, the usefulness to report our data in smaller age bands for children and adolescents. So the typical reporting age bands is only um, young children or to four years, and then um, children five to 15, and then five to 14, and then 15 to 24. So we are not able to report on adolescents specifically, or even differentiate between children that's between the ages of five to nine and 10 to 14 years of age. So changing our reporting categories can also help us to identify specific vulnerable groups. Um, within the South African context, I think my research has shown us really the considerable burden of TB in young children, especially if HIV positive. And um, yes, we've done really a lot and we have tried and, and we are treating a lot of children but we should really just try and go that extra mile to, to reach those that, um, that are lost and that, that doesn't access care um, initially. It, um, from our research, we've highlighted several missed opportunities for prevention of TB and HIV. And um, a strong recommendation, as I said earlier, would be that routine TB surveillance data should include data from hospitals, which is currently not the case in all provinces. Um, I also think that the intervention study has showed the value of patient-centered care and good communication to support children with TB and their families when moving between different levels of the healthcare system.
So this is some very interesting research and I hope more people will be informed, especially on a day like today where we commemorate World TB Day. And I thank you again, Dr. Dupriest, for joining us and wish you all the best with your work. Um, thank you very much, um, Rosanne. And, and maybe just to end on a, on a positive note, just to remind everybody again that TB is treatable and preventable and we should really focus our efforts on um, on engaging all the children um, and adults in care, keeping them in care, treating them successfully, and um, and also really focus our efforts on prevention because we have tools and strategies. Um, we know that we can prevent TB if we um, if we if there's an, a child or um, an at-risk individual who were exposed to somebody with TB. We can offer them, we screen them usually for TB disease and we offer them TB preventive therapy, which can prevent them from developing TB in the first place. Thank you, Dr. Dupriest. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Follow all the latest Stellenbosch University news at www.sun.ac.za or follow us on all the largest social media platforms.